Welcome to the Hope College Orange and Blue Athletics Podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt, Sports Information Director here at Hope College. It's been fun this school year to have a chance to chat with our Hope College coaches and staff and get to know the people behind uh, who are leading uh, behind the scenes leading uh, Hope Athletics uh, through certainly an interesting year. With me today is Head Women's Lacrosse Coach and Equipment Manager Keegan Pontius. Uh, very per- Keegan's been very busy. Uh, trying to, and she's made the transition with the new uh, being the equipment manager this semester, and then also uh, getting ready for lacrosse uh, this spring. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Keegan. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alan. I'm pumped to be here. Um, obviously, exciting time with you know getting ready to uh, play rec- uh, lacrosse as we're recording this. Just a little, about a week away from that first uh, scheduled match at uh, here on campus uh, against Calvin. What does having that opportunity mean to you and this team to, you know, you guys got a few matches in, it was your first year as a coach and then, you know, a COVID happened and put everything on, on a hiatus. So kind of, how would you describe excitement or what would be the word you use? Yeah, I mean, definitely excitement. Uh, this season definitely means a lot to our team where, you know, something was taken away from us last season and uh, you just, we all, I think had to, take a step back and reflect and realize like how much our team grew together as a family. And then um, also just that they realized they had so much passion for this game. And I'm not so sure that, that would have came out of it if they, you know, we had seasons. So we learned valuable lessons where uh, just, especially for this year, like you have to play for every single day and every single game, because, you know, like COVID it's, it's sensitive time where you could be quarantined tomorrow and you have no idea. So um, definitely like, we're very excited. I don't think that I've ever seen so much excitement in my girls actually. So that's awesome. And then for you as a coach, I mean, excited your first season as a coach um, and then boom, you know, for yourself, how have you kind of managed that everything just dealing with, you know, those emotions. Cause I know you were excited to be working with the team and, and get into a competitive setting with them. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like my uh, life motto or whatever you want to say is like, I'm positive in every single situation. I think that you have to be. And so that was me trying to figure out how to, you know, work through that as a coach and mentally, especially just like, yeah, I was so excited for that first season to kind of prove myself and, um, allow the girls to, I guess, respect me. I mean, I know they did, but I think that it would have been great to have a season, but I mean, one year late, it's okay. We can still do the same thing this year. So I'm definitely excited, but I mean, I think that it's, it's honestly been a blessing to grow maybe for another year for myself and, uh, and then Gunner on our coaching staff and just grow with our team. So, I mean, I can't complain. I think it's, it is what it is. And we've actually had lots of positives out of it. So. I know part of that, and there's different ways you can look at it, you know, whether it's a challenge or, you know, describe it as an opportunity. Um, But, you know, obviously with things disrupted in terms of school and then practice and how often a a large team and managing getting together, how have you tried to continue to build that team culture and uh, that camaraderie that obviously is very important when you, when you get to playing games? Yeah. Again, I think one of our biggest things and where like I hold myself accountable to it or try to um, anyways, is like 
again, just finding a positive out of every situation where, you know, like, and it takes a while. And sometimes it's definitely hard for some instances when like last season it was canceled completely. Like it's hard to find positives out of that. But I mean, so our team culture, I'd say right now is just built on, um, finding that positive and having no excuse for poor attitudes, even in a tough situation. So that's something that we focus on every day and that we show up for practice. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Like we get to play today. We can run around today. Like this is what you guys live for. So even just finding those little positives before, you know, they come into practice and maybe they had a tough day at school or something. It's just trying to stay positive any way we can. And then, yeah, like I said, not having an excuse to not find that positive. Now, obviously, uh, and lacrosse is used to getting prepared. I mean, outdoors here in the winter, it's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. And I mean, I know we fortunately have an outstanding grounds crew here at Hope that helps makes, you know, practice conditions and, and game conditions the best that they possibly can be. But with the pandemic, what adjustments have you had to make in terms of you know, practice and, and, and getting them and, and taking advantage of the time that you do have together? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing that we've learned and that I realized that we needed to do, and it was honestly, again, a blessing in disguise out of the pandemic because we got to focus on our stick skills. And that's something where, like, I think and I knew as a player, it was super important. And as a coach, like now I've started to see, like, you can't play this game unless you can catch and throw very well. And uh, that's what we've kind of, as a staff, you know, just drilled into these girls' heads where, like, even if we're inside and we're playing wall ball for 30 minutes every practice, like, we tend to do that because they're getting 500, 600 reps in. And that's something that you would never do in a practice outside because, well, normally we don't have a wall, but also like you don't want to waste time doing that. And so it's it's been a blessing and it's something where like our stick skills have gotten so much better from it. So that's something we've changed and maybe not necessarily would have done if we were outside and, you know, sitting in the cold and um, trying to focus. But so it's been good, I think. Yeah, we can't complain again just from being inside. We get a lot done. Tell us a little bit more about this team. Uh, obviously, you have some uh, some really good players returning, some new players as well. The MIAA preseason coaches poll, the coaches thought of you guys enough to put you atop a very uh, competitive uh, you know, field in the MIAA. Just what do you see as this team's strengths um, and, and, and uh, as far as uh, – you know, and also some areas that you're really focused on continually to improve as you, you know, will go throughout the season. Yeah. So, I mean, just from reflecting on last year a little, like we only lost two seniors and they were two great defenders for our team. Um, but like only losing two is again, like a blessing where this year we still have 10 seniors actually back on our team. And that's something where like our leadership is awesome right now. I cannot complain. And like, even, I mean, we voted captains the other day and, you know, we didn't even need them. Like we have every single kid that's stepping up in their own way and realizing like, Hey, I can, you know, connect with this freshman or this underclassman and there's 10 of them. So it allows us to, honestly grow together a little bit better. But um, I think one of our big things that we've been focusing on is to allow them to, you know, go through practice 
and it's been a year since we played. And so us making a situation of like, okay, we are under pressure now. Like we, we weren't under pressure really last year. And especially being like voted, like you said, number one in the conference where, you know, there's a little bit of a target on our back, but also it's good. And uh, we need to figure out how to handle that pressure. So, so that's us in practice, you know, setting up situations of like, we're counting how many drops we have, because that means it's a turnover if it's a drop. And so allowing them to realize that like, hey, this is serious, you know, and people, people are looking and we have to prove now that we do deserve to be on top and we've worked hard to get there. So we just got to, I think, keep rolling and make sure that we uh, understand that we really haven't done anything in a year, but we're getting there. And like, we just have to keep working. We can't just look at that pole and say that we're going to be there, you know, comes with hard work with your team and and how do you want hope lacrosse to play on the field particularly i mean obviously offensively as you try to put the ball in the net and then defensively as well to try to keep other teams out what are what are your kind of philosophies uh you know for the flying dutch yeah so on attack uh we definitely have been working on attack i think this year even more than last year we have a lot of different girls that are threats and that is awesome um, for us, it's going to be making sure that all those threats are working together at the right time. And so, you know, like we've we've been loving to kick the ball back to X behind the cage and then find a cutter in the middle who just basically has a layup and just quick sticks it into the net. Um, we've been looking to do that just with a lot of our girls having the vision to see, you know, their teammates in the middle and make that feed pass. And then also, like, I think that we're going to, do well still trying to drive 1v1s on attack and stuff but um i'm our biggest thing this year is to be dynamic and we want to make sure that if a team tries to stop us in 1v1s like we want to make sure that we can still score off a of feed so just you know having a big toolbox is definitely what we're looking for on attack um and then defensively i you know our biggest thing and something that we've been talking about at practice actually a lot is we're only as strong as our weakest link. And so if you want to turn your head as a defender and watch your teammate get beat, like we're going to not be successful. So we've been working on playing as a unit and uh, making sure that we're talking as a unit and realizing that like every single person matters on defense. So help each other out and have each other's backs because that's the only way that we're going to be successful. As we mentioned earlier with the preseason poll, uh, you know, you guys received first place votes. Um, Albion and St. Mary's received first place votes and very close together at the top of the poll. What do you, obviously with limited knowledge based on we haven't seen anybody in a year, but from yeah. what you know and I'm sure have studied, what, 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 what do you expect this league to be like as you guys try to, to pursue a, a league championship? Yeah, um, I think it's honestly going to be a dogfight. I think that every single team, you know, like deserves to have some success in their areas. And I think that it's going to be like every team having a unique style of play. And, um, you know, like we're looking to push fast breaks this year and play really fast through transition because I think our stick skills are good enough. But, you know, like so those other teams might slow it down because every single possession is going to matter during this uh this spring season. And so I think, he, you know, again, like I said, it's going to be a dogfight literally every single game. And there's not hard feelings from last season, but 
I mean, the season before, like my girls are fired up and ready to go and not let anybody beat us. So we'll see what we can do. You have had a very decorated career as a college lacrosse player. Um, let's go back before that. When did you get introduced to the game of lacrosse? And how did it become a sport that obviously has grabbed you and you're now making a, a career out of it? Yeah, so I actually remember in eighth grade, you know, my it was my gym teacher who was at the time Ralph Shefferly, and he ended up being my coach for many years. But uh, he gave me a stick and he said, all right, Keeg, show me or like figure out how to throw it against the wall. And I think like, you know, that should have been easy and it was not easy. <laughs> so um, that's just kind of how it started. And then as a player, just going through high school, like studying the game as much as I could and trying to, I think, you know, the most intriguing part to me was that you could be so good with your stick and like have so many different movements that you may have never thought of. And then we would, you know, watch an East Grand Rapids play because I was from Caledonia and like they were thrown behind the back passes. And I'm like, wow, I've never done, I've never done that. And so it's just such a um, great game to realize that like you can only keep getting better. There's really no plateau with it. And I think that's the intriguing part about like being the coach now and wrote that uh, kind of going into that role. And um, yeah, it's awesome to watch. And well, it was awesome to play for that matter. It has been, has the adjustment been easier to coaching from playing? Um, you know, uh, I mean, there's uh, obviously, there's a big difference between being on the field and being able to be directly controlling the action and then being off the field trying to guide. So how's that transition been for you? Yeah, I think that has actually been the hardest part, you know? Um, and I think that is, the reason that is, is because, you know, the stuff that came naturally for me, just like I was left-handed and so stuff with, I mean, I took the draw in college and now here, like it took me a long time to figure out how to teach my girls how to take the draw properly because there were just things that I didn't realize were came kind of easy to me that now I'm like, oh, I have to figure out how to teach that. So, um, you know, the parts in college where I maybe thought things were easy, like they're the hardest things for me to coach. So, and I, again, that's just because maybe I studied it more as a player and didn't really realize I was maybe teaching myself or like trying to just figure it out. And now I have to figure out a way to teach it better. So um, that transition has definitely been hard, but I think, you know, just working through and like, even with uh, coach Gunnar Elder, like it's nice to just talk lax IQ and make sure that we're both on the same page and have that. And I, again, I love studying it as a player where it could have been like one little difference that I could have made as a player. And that changed, you know, my style of play or my game. And I think that's a great thing where now I can coach and watch my girls do that. And it might be me changing one piece of their game that allows them to open up a, a whole different level of their play. And so um, that's the fun part, but it's definitely hard to, you know, study it and learn it and then figure out how to guide them and teach it. So. Well, much like your assistant coach, Gunnar Elder, who was a standout uh, here and the men's lacrosse team, you were quite the capable goal scorer. Uh, you're, Senior year, you earned uh, All-America third team honors from the Intercollegiate Women's Lacrosse Coaches Association, uh, 58 goals as an attacker and helped your uh, alma mater Seton Hill get into the NCAA tournament. Um, 
thinking back on your college career, what, what stands out to you as a favorite memory and how did it impact and shape you, uh, you know, as the, uh, you know, adult that you are now? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I would say that, you know, for my playing career, I, it's definitely the memories are just playing with the people, your best friends. And I think that, right, like I still talk, a lot of my friends are now college coaches as well. And it's so nice because, you know, I call them up and ask for team bonding ideas, stick work ideas, like plays and stuff or what they run for defense. And so that to me is like memories that you can't, can't ever lose. And like, you just keep building on, which is amazing. And I didn't really know if I was going to have that or not. And so, um, yeah, I think just playing with fantastic athletes and other other people around me that wanted the same same success and goals that I had in my head and they were all on board. And so I'd say that the best memory I would have had was, you know, getting into that NCAA game. I remember us all sitting in a room and like a, a watch party basically to hear our name be called and like I think tears ran down my face the day that we got our names called. So, no, that that was an amazing experience and, you know, something I'll never forget, but also like something that I want to bring here. Like these girls, you know, work so hard and it was amazing to be in that role as a player getting called a national championship and how many teams get to go. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's an honor and uh, something that I definitely want these girls here to realize that it's something we can do. Did you how much did you know about Hope College? Obviously from being Caledonia and West Michigan, I'm obviously sure you heard of it. Did you have any kind of connection to Hope that when the job became open that you're like, hey, I want to give this a shot? Um, so, you know, my mom's an alum and she forced me to say that in my interview just because she thought it would get me an in. But um, <laughs> moms no, are she, like that. She obviously was very fond of it. And um, I think you know, I, I've heard of it. I, I had connections a little bit here where like Kim Vincent and I actually coached club or like against each other at, um, you know, different summer leagues and stuff. So that was something where I, I knew that she had done a great job with this program before. And just hearing that she was going to retire, you know, perked my interest because obviously being from West Michigan, like it, it was great to come back after being away in Pennsylvania for seven, five years. And uh, now coming back, it, it was really nice. But I mean, I think that was the only thing that maybe, you know, was an in for me was that I reached out to her and thought she's got some great kids here. And I'd known some of them just from playing like, or they were after me a few years in high school. Like we have uh, Caledonia kid, Carly Peary. And then, you know, we knew, I knew some other surrounding high schools that also like Laurel Fredrickson was from Lowell and like pretty sure I played against her at some point in my high school career, my senior year. So yeah, it was something that was um, just being able to coach kids or girls from my same area is something that interested me for sure. And then uh, starting this semester, you added a new role um, following uh, the retired Gord Vanderyat as uh, equipment manager and overseeing, yeah. you know, all the things that go involved with making sure our student athletes are, uh, uh, you know, have the correct practice and game attire and clean and all those good things. Just take us through kind of first that job and what you're kind of what you oversee and do, and then also uh, what it's meant to, you know, what 
to, you know, follow, obviously Gord was an institution here and did a great job and set, you know, kind of like Kim set a great foundation for you uh, coming into this role. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely been interesting just because again, like you said, I had some big, I have some big shoes to fill and uh, you know, Gord's the type of guy who did it for so long. There's no written manual for what he does and, or did. And so I was walking into something where I <laughs> tried to work with him as much as possible before he was gone and just, learn the ropes. But I mean, it was great to, you know, kind of see what he did in the behind the scenes. And I think the biggest and best thing about this role is that um, what he did for so many years and what I plan to continue is just that the little things matter for our student athletes, like, you know, how their jerseys are hung up in the correct order in their lockers or like the name tags, the name plates that are saying their last name so that they feel that they're valued here and you know how their laundry loops are coming out of the laundry or like that stuff's clean you know um I just think it's important and I think that us sharing with them that we care and that you know we take value in that and the little things being done right is important in this role and that's kind of what I keep hoping to do and just show them that you know we're here our athletic department definitely supports our student athletes and so being in this role I plan to help continue that and obviously as you alluded to a great team effort I know you have you know Chris Shelt helping you and and then also just kind of that philosophy is that something you kind of saw quickly right away that philosophy for the athletic department here we just try to do the little things and take care of everyone and that just kind of an easy thing to step in and, and be part of that team yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I have some great role models here, right, that I work side by side with basically every day now. And like that's Tim Schoonveld and Lindsay and even Courtney Cust and um, Caroline as our athletic directors. But they just, you know, Tim will walk down the hallway and just ask the simple questions of how are you doing? Like, how are you doing really? You know, and like, how's your team doing? And th those little things matter and to ask. And it's not about whether or not like, the jerseys got hung up today or what, you know, it's, it's matters about how you're doing as a human being. And so that's something that I think was definitely easier to step into a situation where like everybody kind of cares about how you're genuinely doing rather than just running around and doing their own thing. So that's been easy to, you know, just step in and realize there's some great people around me. So it made it a little bit easier. Well, good. Welcome. We're glad to have you uh, on the team and uh, I appreciate you spending some time. Uh, I know it's a busy schedule for you as well. So uh, we look forward to watching the Flying Dutch on the lacrosse uh, field here uh, very soon and hopefully often this spring. Oh, yes, definitely. February 20th is coming soon. So <laughs> thanks, thank Keegan. You, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, uh, having uh, soon. We'll talk to be talking to some more spring coaches, including uh, Michael Shane Alls from the men's lacrosse team, hopefully next uh, here on the Orange and Blue uh, Hope Athletics podcast. Thanks, everyone.